After quite some time, after a very sizable break, we are back to international affairs. You know what? We thought somehow, and not quite wrongly, that the war in Ukraine has a stalemate. There is a terrible earthquake on in Turkey and Syria, but we don't know that much about seismology or, or geology. So what do we talk about, right? And similarly, it looked like that there was a freeze in international affairs in many places. But now attention is back and attention is back on a much larger plane. So we are talking about international affairs, not just about China or Russia, which have been our, our focus for a very long time. But even today, as we talk about what's happened most recently and what is most urgent and important, we, we also see a Chinese overhang on it, a Chinese shadow over, over it. And this is a, a balloon-shaped Chinese overhang. What has happened right now is we've been reading and hearing and watching the story of this balloon for quite some time now. We've now seen even videos, uh, videos that the US Air Force has released of these F-22 Raptors going up, the communication between their controllers and the pilots and how they are positioned to bring down the balloon quite dramatic a balloon doesn't fight back anyway so so ultimately ultimately you can say defenseless balloon but this was not a non-military target this was this was i think globally understood to be a target of military importance and now the us has released data including declassified documents making the point that this is this is an operation run by the pla pla that these balloons are produced by companies which are linked to PLA. That said, you might again say the balloon is not such a new story, right? If you say that, I will read out a quote for you. Chances are most of you will know who this quote is from, but let me read it out to you anyway in case you might have missed it, particularly because so much has been happening in our own politics with Adani, with Parliament session on, with Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Rahul Gandhi sparring in parliament and others speaking up also. Now, here is the quote. The quote is, and I quote, let me put it another way. As I said, you can think of any world leader who would trade places with Xi Jinping. Can you think of any world leader who will trade places with Xi Jinping? Not a joke. I'm continuing to quote. Not a joke. You think anyone would? I can't think of one. You think you think anyone who would? This man has enormous problems. This man means Xi Jinping. This man has enormous problems. Enormous. He also has great potential. But so far, he has an economy that isn't functioning. And then I'm closing this quote here because the person who's speaking this, that is President Joe Biden, he then goes on to also explain what his other problems are. He says, for example, that Xi Jinping thought that but by taking a certain position on the Russian invasion of Ukraine, he will benefit or he will, he will de-risk his position. That is not working out and China has big problems. So Joe Biden said some of this in his State of the Union address and then followed up in somewhat greater detail in his interview on PBS, Public Broadcasting Service, to Judy Woodruff, who knows foreign affairs very well, as the president himself acknowledges in the interview. And he says, you know foreign affairs very well. You tell me, is there any leader in the world who will trade places with Xi Jinping? In fact, in the State of the Union address, he even says that autocracy globally is on the decline. 
and when he says autocracy globally is on the decline that's where he mentions the same line again name me one leader in the world one world leader who will trade places with xi jinping now the american leaders have been very careful talking about china and even though the relationship has become turned quite hostile in the course of time the chinese american relationship at the top at the presidential level china american presidents have been very careful talking about their chinese counterparts and similarly chinese presidents or chinese president he's been there forever and looks like he'll be there forever uh, or at least he thinks he'll be there forever they've been very cautious talking about their american counterparts china and america tend to be sort of very conventional conservative big powers who at the top do not use strong language about each other in this case joe biden has chosen to use very strong language about xi jinping and we will talk about this in somewhat more detail in a little bit but let's understand also what's happened with this balloon and why has this balloon become such an issue because even underlying this this indignation that you see from joe biden is also the balloon factor because the balloon came invading american airspace it was seen as an invasion an attack on american sovereignty which doesn't always happen america is so far away that it fights all its wars and conflicts away far away from its shores of course that is until some nutcase sundar job picks up a rifle and starts shooting up innocent people in a school or in a church or a synagogue or in a or in a mosque or any place that he chooses that besides america's wars are all fought far away from their shores so americans to see an invasion of their sovereignty over their land on their airspace is a sensational thing for them and that's what's caused quite a buzz on the us congress as well on the us congress questions have been raised republicans of course we know all politician all politics is the same the opposition will always tell the ruling party that they are not doing enough they are not protecting the nation enough or they are being or they are, or they are playing fast and loose with the issues of national security or they they are scared they are not bold enough even when narendra modi responded to rahul gandhi's criticism he said when upa was in power people riding buses had to look underneath their seats in case there was an explosive a bomb sitting there now it doesn't happen anymore so national security is always a big issue in this case a chinese balloon has come flying all over america it's flown right across alaska it's come into fairly deep inside america in montana where it was finally sort of the americans knew that it was there but montana it was when alarm bells really went up because the state of montana which is very empty right it's very very empty it it's empty mountainous has marvelous geographical and and scenic features but it's also the ideal place to hide your nuclear silos so some of america's most important nuclear silos are in the state of montana in the wilderness of montana also one of the biggest air bases is also in montana and this balloon was found as now comes out and that's the data that the american government has now released it was found hanging out near these near these missile silos as well so what were the chinese doing and again if you see these data in fact i'm sharing with you a story that the washington post has done written by john hudson ellen nakashima and dan lemothe this 
This balloon had the ability to zero in on telecommunications, generally on communication networks and also geolocate them, right? And this is this capability can be better than the capability of satellites, which are satellites which are far away. Also, satellites make a pass. A balloon can sit there even more than a helicopter. A balloon can hover, sit there. It has time and patience without risking any life. And what the Americans have also done is they've also now released some of the intelligence stuff that their U2 operation U2 operations had picked up in the past when U2s. Were the were the go-to tool for collecting intelligence. Remember, one flown by Gary Powers was shot down over Soviet Union as well, and that had caused quite an incident. But that, besides, they gave out all this information to show that this balloon was real stuff. It was the real McCoy. The Chinese had really rubbed their finger in America's eye on the eve of Antony Blinken's visit to China. So, what were the Chinese after? What were they indicating? Were they defying the Americans to act? Were they trying to show Biden down so that the other guys, the Republicans, would say would say this government is poor on, on national security? Or were they were they doing what they do to India each time there is a summit level meeting? So Xi Jinping comes to India, Narendra Modi becomes Prime Minister, and he wants to open up to China. He wants to warm up his relationship with China. So the first thing he does is he invites Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping comes in, but you know, as if, as if, as if, like his accompanying Bharat, you also see Chinese soldiers coming into Chuma region of Ladakh, right? So this is a pattern. But the Chinese now under Xi Jinping trying the same kind of tactic or the same kind of ploy with Biden's America as well. We don't know, but we can guess. And this had this had a buzz in U.S. Congress. So in U.S. Congress, Senator, Senator John Tester, who comes from Montana, he's a Democrat though, not from the opposition or Republicans. He comes from Montana, and he had a special right to speak on this because the wretched balloon was hanging out over his vast state. And he said, and I quote from him, he said, "Do we know? We claim to know what this balloon is doing, what all this balloon can collect, but." Do we really know? And, the, and then he shows skepticism about the claims that the Americans might actually know what this balloon was doing. And he says, no, the fact is that we don't know. We don't know for certain what this balloon was doing, what it was capable of, what it was collecting. And then I quote him and quote, and that scares the hell out of me. I don't want a damn balloon going over the U.S. when we could have taken it down over the Aleutian Islands. See on the map on your screen where the Aleutian Islands is. And then Republican Republicans on the hill have said that, look, why did you let it come in so far into your territory, right? This was in the heart of America on top of your nuclear silos. This should have been shot down the moment it entered American airspace, which was over Alaska. Why did it cross such a distance to reach so deep inside? To which, again, Biden's response, even in this PBS interview, and that's why I find this PBS interview is probably even more significant politically or has more clarity than his State of the Union address. Because State of the Union address has a lot about internal politics, jobs, inflation, uh, sparring with the Republicans, etc., etc. Republicans, Republicans are not true to their world. It has a lot of stuff on making America. It has promises like all the 
new development projects in Africa that are federally funded, which means which are funded by the US government, will now have materials produced in America. It talks about launching the biggest infrastructure building campaign in America's history after Eisenhower's interstate highway building, etc., etc., etc. So the State of the Union address is more directed at internal politics. At the same time, if you see this PBS interview, this has a lot more international content. And there, it's also mentioned, it's also mentioned that these balloons have loitered over, over America in the past as well. And Joe Biden says in the past, these came over America, particularly he mentions in Donald Trump's times. And he then makes a counter charge that possibly in his time, the administration did not even know that these balloons were there. They did not even catch these. At least, these, at least we caught this and we brought it down, right? So this shows why he responded so sharply to the balloon. Balloon was an obvious provocation. And why is he speaking about Xi Jinping like this? Once again, an American president today in 2023 talking about his Chinese counterpart in such a language saying that no leader in the world would want trade places with him. China now sees itself as not just the second superpower in the world, but a superpower with the dreams of overtaking the first superpower in the next 15-20 years. For, for it to be told like this, for its president, who's just got his unprecedented third term and who's the master of all his surveys, right? For, for, for him to be spoken of like this, by his American counterpart is a very controversial thing. It's also a very telling thing. Then Biden also gives an explanation of what happened. He says, I told the military to shoot the balloon down when it was safe to do so. And then he says, the military said it was unsafe to do so over land. Also, they said that they will wait by following the balloon. They can learn a lot about what the balloon is doing. And then they waited till such time that the balloon could, the debris would fall over water particularly in American territorial water, so they could fish it out, and they did so. And as I just mentioned to you, he goes on to say that several of these balloons came in during the last administration. They didn't know they were there. That is why, again, this is internal politics in America. That's why he says it's nonsense of the Republicans to accuse the Democrats, that is his administration, of dereliction of duty. He said this is a bizarre notion. And... He then goes on to say, again, defiantly, that's again not the kind of language we've seen Americans use at, that, at this level, at the presidential level, vis-a-vis -vis the Chinese. He said, Chinese knew what the deal is with us. There are other takeaways. For example, he talks about the war in Ukraine. There's a lot. Not all of it is relevant. But he talks about, he talks about Putin. And he says, look, there's no way Putin's going to be able to cope now. Putin's not winning this war and he's not going to be able to cope with what he's gotten into. He said that Putin made some basic miscalculations. Putin thought that once I walk into Ukraine, all Russian speakers in Ukraine would welcome him. That did not happen. Second, he presumed that NATO will collapse. That did not happen. And now Putin's got caught and NATO is not collapsing and that Ukraine and Zelensky will continue getting help. How much will that help be? Will he now get besides tanks? Now he's getting these tanks, he's getting leopards, he's getting M1A1 Abrams. Will he get now fighter planes and other such more effective weapons that change the balance of battle on the ground and in the air? I'll share with you tweets by 
our own expert, an expert who writes for us, Swasti Rao, who knows, who knows the global strategic situation very well. And look at her tweets. She, in fact, assesses the situation to make an educated guess that this year, America will give not just F-16s to Zelensky, to Ukraine, but also more effective weapons, particularly if there is a spring offensive, either from Russia or from the Ukrainian side, in which case it will be a counter-offensive. So these are the takeaways or my takeaways for you from these two major statements that Joe Biden has made. Obviously, when the most powerful leader in the world speaks up, you have to take notice. But in this case, I would say 95% of the content is not of so much relevance to us because that is directed at his internal politics gun control, his economy, inflation, infrastructure building. Uh, he makes, however, some interesting points. For example, he talks about capitalism, right? He says, in America, nobody can be against capitalism. That's why Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, they do not get the presidential nomination, although they'll claim they are not anti-corporate or anti-capitalism, but they are seen as such. They are seen too far on the left. Biden is not seen like that. He's more sort of a little bit of a socialist, little bit, little bit of a socialist to the center. I won't say left of center, socialist to the center. And he has used very tough language about the oil industry, for example, which is now profiteering. And then he also says, very interesting line, and I might borrow this line someday. He says, capitalism without competition is extortion. That is, a, that is a very wise line because, you know, a capitalism without competition, without regulated markets leads to crony capitalism and that, that harms nations, but not, not much less importantly, very important, importantly, it also destroys the very idea of capitalism because for capitalism to prosper and grow, it must be credible. People must find it credible. People must find that it's fair and everybody has an equal chance. And then if you become a billionaire, multi-billionaire, trillionaire, whatever, it happens on merit because you are better than others, while the others also had a fair chance of competing with you. So th that's the other very important takeaway uh, from what Biden has spoken.